As we said a couple of weeks ago, and for many of you, um, you've been uh, listening to what we've been talking about. Uh, we just completed a series on building 2018. And last week we did quite an extensive uh, job in just uh, uh, educating ourselves on what it was that God has for us in this coming year and uh, our vision in, in terms of uh, reaching our community. And one of the things that we had said with regard to that is that we are going to be very, very busy actively serving uh, our community. And so we said that this year will be sort of our uh, mobile foundation church. And that is that we're going to get out there, we're going to get involved, we're going to impact our community, and we're going to serve our fellow men in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to start a brand new series today. It's entitled, ironically, Building Great Servants. Building Great Servants. So one of the things that, that, that we just we talked about is that if we're going to be busy serving, then how many know that it's important that we know how to do it? and how to do it in a way that's effective and how it will bring glory and honor to God. So in this particular series, we'll be focusing on evangelism through serving. We'll talk about the rewards of serving in this series. We're going to talk about serving God's purposes, but we're going to start today with the heart of a great servant. In other words, what kind of heart should we have as it relates to serving? Because from a kingdom perspective, that is everything. From a kingdom perspective, our heart, our attitude is everything to God. And I really do believe that when our, we, our service is much more effective when our hearts are truly, truly engaged. And so, in other words, that's kind of a roundabout way of saying that we really, really got to care about people. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So we understand that that God was motivated out of his love. In fact, Jesus, when he began his ministry, that everything he did, every miracle, every time he touched anybody's life, it was always with love and grace. I believe that that was one of the reasons why that people were so attracted to Jesus, that they followed him because Jesus genuinely cared and people were able to spot it. And how many know that people, people can kind of sniff out if you're doing something and your heart is not in it? Y'all know what I mean by, by that. Uh, for example, I went to uh, McDonald's around the corner here. And, um, and one of the things I always kind of complained about the service there. Now, um, but, but as a matter of convenience, I would always, I, I, you know, I just, I would go there and I would always end up talking to somebody. And so this one day I go there on a, uh, one Sunday morning and I get some oatmeal. And the oatmeal, uh, and I, I noticed I got the, the, the oatmeal, there's something was funny. And I looked inside the cup and I got to the church. I opened it up and it seemed like the oatmeal was just kind of not doing anything. It was just, I was like, you know, usually when the hot water hit it, you know how it begins to expand. And all. this, and nothing happened to it. And so uh, what had happened was she gave me oatmeal, but she put cold water in it. And... How many know there's nothing worse than wanting some oatmeal and there's cold water in it? And I remember, you know, making a phone call to kind of tell them about it. And they had a very, very nonchalant attitude. It, it is as if they really didn't care. Like, oh, whatever, just, just come on back. There was not a big, hey, you know, I'm sorry about that. I shouldn't have, it, it was none of that. It was more like, like their attitude was like, whatever. And, and how many of you have been in a, you know, gone to a restaurant like that and you get poor service? 
and you know and you know that their heart is not in it and all the only reason why they're there is to make up they just want to get paid they don't care nothing about you they're not interested and you know right off the bat and sometimes you tip people according to how they what serve you as a as a consequence now you look at somebody like um uh, chick-fil-a i like to call chick-fil-a the cadillac of, of fast foods because you go to Chick-fil-A, I don't care what Chick-fil-A you go to uh, around the country, they have mastered the art of service. It don't matter. I mean, they can have a line that can stretch here to 95, but how many know they will still go a whole lot faster than McDonald's? You know, <laughs> y'all know what I mean. I mean, they, because you get your food fast, and not only that, they want to make sure that you're happy, and they genuinely and, and, and they genuinely care. You know that. You know that. Hey. If there's a complaint in Chick-fil-A, they're going to take care of you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you have experience? Chick-fil-A is going to take care of you. Why? Because that ministry, uh, or I call it a ministry, but that, that restaurant was founded by Truett Cathy, who was a deep believer. Y'all know they don't open up on Sundays. And, they, and, and, and I'm absolutely 100% sure that, the, that the, their understanding about service came from the Bible. Because here's the point. Church, when, you, when we serve with excellence, when we, when we really serve with excellence, that really means that we serve with care, that our hearts are engaged, that we really do care about what we're doing. We don't want to be a people that is just out there doing it and just kind of going through the motions. Well, you know, I'm going to, I know the pastor, he wanted somebody to come out and help, so I guess, guess I'll just go out there. How many know that is not the right heart? But we need to have a heart like Jesus. How many know that everything Jesus did, how many of you know he cared? We fed the 5,000. How many know he really what? He really cared. Everything he did. So, so his heart, my, what I'm trying to say was that, that his heart was in it. And my fear is, is that, that we, we, we think in terms of, okay, I need to get busy, but we miss the whole point of the matter. It's about our hearts because God blesses the intentions and the motives of our hearts. He knows us. And so in Philippians chapter number two, so I'll just kind of break this down just a little bit uh, because in Philippians chapter two, uh, Paul kind of gives us the fundamentals of what a great servant is. Now, I want you to think about it, not just as a, as a thing, an activity that we do here at church, because obviously we're going to be busy serving here at church, and I, I, I get that. But this is a, I want you to understand that this is a pillar of your faith. In other words, the, the principles that I'm teaching you today is Christianity 101. In other words, this must be a part of your everyday life in terms of how you see people and how you engage with them. And so, first of all, so we're going to have a heart of a great servant. Number one, we can't have a selfish ambition. The verse number three says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. Now, let me clarify something. God wants us to be ambitious. There is nothing wrong with being ambitious. But there's something wrong when we are selfishly ambitious because a person that is selfishly ambitious is, is somebody that has no real regard or no real care for anybody else. And we understand that the heart of a servant at his core, he's always thinking about other people. He's always willing to love, always willing to share, always willing to sacrifice. This is the heart of a servant. It says uh, the heart of a servant also 
has a lowliness of mind. It says there, I believe in verse number three, it says, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Now I want you to think about what that simply means. Paul here is talking about humility because every one of us in here, we, any, how many of you would say you're blessed today? Come on, raise your hand. Everything that we have, every, every blessing that you can think of, God gave it to you. None of us can brag or boast really about anything. I know sometimes in our, in our society today that we put a value and we kind of like to compare ourselves against one another to, so we can make ourselves feel better about ourselves. But the reality of it is, is we all know that as believers that, that God is the one that blessed us and, and that there's never a time when we need to have a high head or a high mind about ourselves. That we don't walk around looking at other people as lesser than. You know, how many know that, let me give you an example. When, when, uh, when our church served at the homeless shelter about a, a, almost three weeks or four weeks ago, um, how many know that if we would have went in there and had an attitude, watch this, we walked around and we kind of looked down or talked down to people like they were less than, how many know they wouldn't have appreciated our service? And, and those people in particular, they would have been really sensitive toward that because they would have said, these people, they're talking, they're talking down to me. You know, it's, it's amazing, but one of the things that, you know, I, I as, as a policeman, I do extraditions. And, um, and it's amazing because almost, I was saying, I'm not even exaggerating, I would say about 70 or 80% of the people that I transport back from another state, one of the things they always say to me, it was that they just appreciate how I treated them. And I said, and I, in me, you know, because I'm always looking for the next sermon. I'll be honest. I'm always here because I know God is always teaching. And one of the things I say is, so, 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 so what do you mean? So what do you appreciate? Is it, you just, you just treat me like a person. You know, you don't, you don't talk down to me. You, 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 you actually ask me questions. It seems like you kind of care about my life because a lot of them, I'll actually talk to them about life. Um, and, and I'm providing a service because my job is to get them back to where they need to be here uh, in, in our jurisdiction. And so and one of the things I've, I've, I've noticed about people is that they know and they can sniff out when you don't really care about them. They can sniff out when you're simply doing something where you're just going through the motion. But how many know, church, God wants us to love people. And it doesn't matter if they're in handcuffs. It doesn't matter. Listen, how many know that all of us are a grace of God away from being locked up for something or doing something wrong? Come on. Come on. I, I, you ain't perfect. I know some of you only raise your hand. Now, listen, we're one great step away from being jacked up. We all are. And so we all got to realize that, you know what, man? So our attitude's got to be as we're engaging with people, as we're serving people, you know what? We love people, man. You know, we, we, we don't look down on you. Hey, you, I know you committed some things. You did some horrible things. But you know what? There is grace in Jesus Christ. God can heal you. Heal you. God can restore you. And, and God still loves you no matter what. How many know that God's love is unconditional? And this is what we got to walk in. And we got to let people know it. We got to let people sense it. It is so important. He also says that here in verse number four, that we're not to look out for just our own interests. You know, um, you know, it, we got to be careful with that because all of us, we, we're busy. And I, I get it. I mean, we got, you know, I got four kids. Uh, you know, I'm busy at work. I pastor in a church. I got a job, full-time job. My wife is busy and there's so many different things going on. All of us have got so many things going on and it's so easy to just kind of, uh, uh, to get kind of locked into your own world where, where, whereby that, that, that nothing else really matters. And, and let me tell you something. Here's what I've learned. 
that if we're going to make a difference for Jesus Christ, you and I have to do some things on purpose for God. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me let me let me let me let me put it to you this way. Usually, when something is really really important to us, an appointment or something, we put it down on the calendar, don't we? Because and, and, and then if, if you're really really uh, concerned about it, you give put it. You give yourself a little alert. Because it's something that's important to you, something that you want to do. And, you know, it's the same thing as it relates to us making an impact in our community for Jesus. If you and your busyness, how many know that when you get to heaven, God is not going to want to hear that I was too busy to evangelize? Right? God is not going to, listen, you can say that all, down here on earth all you want, but Lord, I would have did more, but you know, I just had to take care of my family as if God didn't know you had to take care of your family. As in God didn't give you the job that you have. If, 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 if somehow that he's lost in all of that, that, that will not be, he is not going to, there's not an excuse, you know why? Because the primary reason that we are here is to evangelize the world for Jesus Christ. That is the primary reason why, that's why the only reason why God didn't save us and kill us on the spot. He saved us because he want us to be a witness for him. That's what, that's where, so primarily, so anytime that there's an opportunity for you and I to engage with people and, and, and we can preach the gospel to them, then that's an opportunity that we need to seize on because you know, you and I both know if you don't put it on the schedule, you probably won't do it. If you don't make it a priority, you won't do it. And you got to think, how I many know you, that's why prayer is so important in the morning. That's why getting up before you just jump up and just go to work, pray, let God in. Because all during the day, God has given us opportunity to make an impact for people. And you know, how I many know that you should be a servant on your job? Come on, church. When's the last time you just brought in a big thing, a nice Krispy Kreme, hot melting donuts and bless some people and, and have them say, why in the world did you do that? You know what? God just put it on my heart and I want y'all to know I love you and I care about you. So you know what? I'm going to just do something special. Do it. Let me tell you something. Stand out for Jesus. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? Stand out for him. Because th th this is what it means. We're not just looking out for our own, in for our own interests. God wants us to be concerned about what's happening around us. Because we're going to reach people as we care about people. And, and, and so be concerned about paying your bills. Be concerned about taking care of your family. Be concerned about that. But don't be overly concerned to the degree that you're not doing the thing that God really wants you to do primarily. And that is to be a witness for him. We got to keep that in the forefront. In fact, the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, if you look at that, look at this verse. Let, let, look at verse number five. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Watch this. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. In other words, get this church. Here's what this verse is really saying. Although Jesus was God in flesh, he did not use his position to try to exploit over people. He didn't, Jesus didn't walk around. How many know that if anybody had a reason to walk with his chest poked out like a chest poked out like a peacock and walking in pride, how many know it might have been Jesus? But how many know that's not how he served among us, was it? Jesus was gentle, he was kind, he connected with the low, he connected with the poor, he connected with the rich. How many know it didn't matter? Jesus looked at everybody as being valuable. Look at your neighbor and say, everybody is valuable. 
Come on, look at your neighbor again and say, you are valuable. Let them know. You got to let them. They're valuable. It doesn't matter. Listen, and you don't need, you don't need to have people to tell you that. God has already told you that. He died for you. You are precious. You are valuable. And every person is. I don't care if he's a bum on the street. I don't care if he's down and out of his luck, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. They are valuable in the sight of God, which is most important. They're valuable in God's sight. And that's the way we need to see them, church. It says, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ. Though Christ was high and exalted, though Christ owned it all, he created the heavens and the earth and all things are held together by the word of his power. How many of you know that he's still gentle, he's still meek, he's still humble? And we need to be the exact same way. So no matter where life takes you, maybe God will bless you in such a way that, that you have become a millionaire five times over. And, and, and you know, somebody, somebody, say, can somebody say amen. Yeah, amen. We're believing God for some millionaires in this church. Amen. Ain't a shame to say that. Hallelujah. Be a millionaire for Jesus. But it doesn't matter where God takes you. You're never going to be too high that you're going to look down on somebody else as lesser than you because you got more. The devil is a liar. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? That ain't the mind of Christ. It says here, though, it says it, that, that though he is God, he did not use his nature for personal gain, and neither should we. We shouldn't be that way as well. But I like what it says also in verse number seven. He says he took on the form of a servant. In other words, get this, church. Jesus said that he came to serve and not to be served. Wow. I'm going to we'll talk about that here in a moment. But I want you to think about that for a moment. Jesus came to serve and not to be served. He took on the form of a servant. In other words, he embraced it. He wore it. He walked in it. He was happy about it. Jesus, he, he loved to, he, he loved to serve. He looked forward to serving. He relished it. It was something that was a part of his DNA. He took on the form of a servant simply means that he fully embraced it. He embraced the whole concept behind serving. He wasn't so locked up in his status and his, in his position like so many of our people. How many know that, you know, the more you read the Bible, the more you come into a revelation and knowledge of Jesus Christ, the more you realize how vain things are in the earth. How vain the, the people put, I mean, people are just all jacked up. But this Bible gives us so much perspective. I mean, Jesus, and he's, he's telling us these are the fundamentals of what it means to be a great servant. He took on the form of a servant. He loved it. He loved serving. He loved caring for people in that way. And the Bible said that he served even unto death, the death of the cross. Obviously, church, in order to be a, a great servant, we have to be people that are willing to sacrifice. You can't be a great servant without some level of sacrifice. Let me say that again. You cannot be a great servant for Jesus without some level of sacrifice. I'll say it one more time. You cannot be a great servant for Jesus without some level of sacrifice. The Christian life at its core is a life of sacrifice. The Bible says, I believe in Romans, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
renewing of your mind. In other words, to think entirely and totally different. It says that we are to be that living sacrifice. Everybody say living sacrifice. So that means our sacrifice is not but a moment. <laughs> I like how I said that I got that echo. It's kind of cool. It made me feel important there. Um, our sacrifice, there's a reason why the Holy Spirit, but anyway, but our sacrifice is not meant to be just some temporary thing that we do on occasion. He says, watch this, I want you to be a living sacrifice. That means, watch this church, we are living in a constant state of laying down our lives for other people, laying down our lives for Jesus. It's just what we do. As a Christian, it's how we live. And, and watch this church, and the Bible, in this verse says, watch this, it says now, God has highly exalted him. God has highly exalted him. Look at that. That's in uh, verse number, uh, what verse is that? That is in verse, uh, I believe in verse number 10? No, verse number 9. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. God highly exalted him. Now, now understand something here. So Paul gives this full description of who Jesus was. And he, he says, here's the reason why God exalted him. Because he had a certain mentality. Let me tell you something, church. God will exalt great servants. You want a promotion? Be a good servant. Be a great servant. You want, how many know that, that man promoting you is one thing? But how many know God promoting you is a whole different story? <laughs> Which promotion would you want best? Which, how many know that God's promotion is the best promotion? You, that's the promotion you want. So God said he's, he highly exalted Jesus. That's what Paul said here. And here's the thing. God will exalt us when we, are, we have a right heart, the right spirit, and we serve the right way. God exalts people that are great servants. Look at the neighbor and say, servants are the greatest. Come on, look at the neighbor, say it again. Look at the neighbor again. Say, servants are the greatest. Come on, say it with faith. Come on. Don't, say, don't let the devil keep you quiet. Shout it out. Say it. Believe God. Trust God. Servants are the greatest. Now, now watch this now. I'm going to get to that here in a second. But I, wanna, now, so I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. Because this particular verse really captures extremely well, I would say exceptionally well, uh, what it really means to have the heart of a servant. Because this, this verse jumps out at me. So we like to call it the love chapter. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I'm going to start, I'm going to read verses 1 to 3. Not a lot of verses I'm going to read there. But listen to this. Now, I want you to hear this verse. I know we've read it a thousand times. But I want you to hear this verse and read this verse in the context of serving. And listen how it speaks to you. Look how it speaks to you. Watch this. He says, now, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels... But I have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, anybody out there think they're prophetic? And understand all mysteries and knowledge. And though I have all faith, look at this church, so that I could remove mountains. But if I have not love, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Wow. Now, this is a verse that really shakes me to my core. Because what, what he suggests here 
is that you could be doing all the right things, but if your heart is not right, and if, you, if you're not loving, Paul is making the argument that it doesn't mean a thing. See, here's the context. So the Corinthian church was a church that had a lot of problems like a lot of other churches do. And they had, they were gifted, they had, they believed in the gifts of the spirit. But the problem was in the Corinthian church, they were all like stepping on each other, you know. They were, they were kind of like in, in competition. So one person had a prophetic gift and somebody else had the gift of knowledge, wisdom. They were speaking in tongues. And so they believed. And so, and the, the problem was they were all just about themselves. They, they just, they, they, the way they looked at the gift was, the gift was really to, to display me. And they didn't catch the revelation that Paul's trying to say, no, you are given the gift to serve. God doesn't give anybody just for themselves. So y'all hear me. If God gives you a spiritual gift to do anything, he didn't give it to you for yourself. I believe there are a lot of people sitting in the pews and on the sidelines that you're going to regret the day when you get before God and you did not use your gift to serve. There are too many people that are using their gifts for themselves. Not realizing, no, I'm gifted because God wants me to serve other people. So the Corinthian church, Paul said, look, here's the problem. Everybody are eager for spiritual gifts, which is good. I want you to be eager for spiritual gifts. Here's the problem, though. Y'all are all selfish about it. Y'all are operating these gifts, but you don't even care for one another. You don't love it. You don't love. You're just kind of going through the motions. And Paul says, the most important thing is love. Church, think about it. If we're going to be great servants, we got to genuinely love and care about people. Y'all hear what I'm saying? We cannot walk out in the streets and walk out in this, in this church and, 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 and get busy and get involved. And, and, and we don't really care about people. We don't really love them because people will sniff that out real quick as well as they should. And so Paul here is saying to the Corinthians, I really, he's, he's saying it to us. He's saying that love, first of all, is the foundation to everything we do. We got to love people. We got to love. We got to care. Yes, Pastor, do I really got to care for them? I mean, Pastor, I'm just, I'm just going to give them something and leave. I'll just drop the money off. I'll just give them that, you know, and, well, I won't go there. I, I'm, I'm going to be good. Um, you know, I want to be good. I'm still thinking about it. I want to be good. I want to be good. I'm still thinking about it. I want to be good. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like sometimes, you know, people like they'll do your, they do your favor and, and they realize, and, you know, that sometimes and people got, I, people get busy and people got things. I'm not talking about legitimate issues, but there's sometimes I say people say, okay, I'll just, I'll just come and, um, you know, I drop that off and I, and I, and I'm thinking that, but, you know, the whole purpose is, is that, 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 that we want you. We want to fellowship with you. We want to get, I mean, I appreciate you dropping off something, but, but what about you? We want to get to know you. That's why we're doing it. It's, it's because, because, in other words, church, we want to care. You, I, I, I want in your life and you, want, you should want in my life. We need to care for one another in that way. And, and I think that one of the things that we don't want to do, if we're going to, be a heart, if we're going to have the heart of a great servant as God is using us and we're blessing people, then, then, then we cannot go out there. And we cannot go out there with this, with this whole attitude of, okay, I'm just going to drop off and leave or I'm just kind of going through the motions or, okay, no, it's, it's no I'm going to stay around. I'm going to stay around. Yes, and I'm going to listen to you. I, I, I don't understand a thing you're saying, and, and you, you know, it's not relevant to me, really. But you know what? I'm here, and I'm going to listen to you. Go ahead and say whatever you have to say. I'm going to be a blessing. I'm going to stand. Because how many know God will bless a heart like that? God will bless a heart that genuinely care about people. I, you see, we're going to be, we're going to, see, God is going to bless our, how many, how many want God to bless our work? Come on. 
we don't, we ain't going to be spending, we're going to be doing, every Saturday of the month, we'll be doing something. One Saturday of the month, we'll be blessing community. We don't want to be doing it and, and not having the favor and the blessing of God on our lives. I want to do it, man, the right way. You know, I want to do it knowing that we're, you know, that we're, that, that we're in the will of God and that we have the right heart and attitude. And so in Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 to 28, I'm, I'm getting ready to close. I'm moving down. Uh, I've already told the, the, everybody on the plane to put their trays up. I'm getting ready to land the plane. Y'all believe that. Y'all believe. I'm, I'm telling you, the plane is coming down in Jesus' name. All right. So it's going to come down. But sometimes you have to, can't just land it right away. You got to circle a little bit more because you get them, them winds, you know. So it all depends on how, if I, the more amens I get, the quicker I go. I just want y'all to know that. The more amens I get, the quicker I go. Amen. All right. So in Matthew chapter 20, verse uh, 25 to 28, Jesus said this. He says, now look, listen to this church. He says, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them. Ain't that something? People got a little authority. They love it. You ever know somebody like that, man? They get a little power. Boy, you know they got power. It's like they walking around. They, they playing that song. I got the power. And you just hear it every time they come around. I got the, here it comes. I got the power. And you know when they got the power, boy, because the way they walk, the way they talk, they want you to know. I got the power. And, and they really have no, they have no power. You know, you know, Pilate had to, had to, had to, you know, Jesus had to tell Pilate, say, hey, you have no, he's like, don't you know I have the power to crucify Jesus? said, oh, no, you don't. Jesus was quiet the whole time until Pilate said that. Soon Pilate said, don't you know I have power to, Jesus, the whole time he stood there, and, you know, are you the son of God? He's saying, are you the son of God? Who are you? Ain't, Jesus ain't saying Don't you have power to know, don't you understand I have power to crucify you? And Jesus, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You have no power. <laughs> you, brother, you don't. How many know that none of us have no real power? All power is of him. All power comes from him. So people like to think they have power, but, you, you know, we just need to just, you know, just pray for them and lay hands on them. You know, when they're not looking, get some anointing oil and put it on their cubicle and pray to God to change their hearts. So it says in, 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 Matthew, in, in, in Matthew 20, look at verse number uh, 26. He said, yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to be great among you, here it is, let him be your servant. Wow. You know, that's a profound statement Jesus made. It rings true today. He says, if you want to be great, be a servant. Y'all know that the world says totally different, don't it? Man, if you want to be great, man, see, the world will say, you know, whoever want to be great, here's what the world will say. Make a name for yourself, right? Make lots of money. Yeah, that's how you be great. Load up on your degrees. Get your, get your master's, your PhD. Get your, get all, I mean, do whatever you got to do. Just step on others to get to the top. Make the right connection. You're going to be great. You got to make the right connections, right? Just look out for yourself. This is how, how the world, this is how the world does. But Jesus says it totally differently. Jesus said, no, if you want to be great, here's what you do. Be a servant. You know, it doesn't matter where God takes you economically. Don't you realize that wherever he takes you, that you, you, you should have a servant mentality? God can make you the CEO of a company that is making millions, if not billions. That's reference Chick-fil-A again, right? Hey, company is making a lot of money, even being closed on Sundays. Y'all think that's just a coincidence, right? That ain't a coincidence. 
they're making a lot of money, but you know what? They have a servant mentality. They figure out, okay, how can I serve? What can I do to make other people better? How many know that's looking out for somebody else? I'm going to serve you. I'm going to bless you. And while, you know, and so I'm thinking about this thing. Jesus says, if you really want to be a great, serve everybody. Just have a servant mentality. Walk around, live your life thinking about how can I help make somebody else's life better? Right? How, what, what can I do? Is this, isn't that what Jesus did? The Bible said he just walked around doing good everywhere he went. Everywhere Jesus went, he just kept doing good. He, just, he was just walking around tired sometimes. And the Bible said he didn't even have time to eat sometimes. I mean, people were just constantly coming at him all the time. But he was just constantly pouring out. The church, here's how I want to live my life. I don't know about you, but I've had time to think about this thing. But I want to be like the Apostle Paul. Paul says, Paul says I, he didn't die empty. He said he poured it all out. He didn't die empty. Paul said, he said, he said, I want like a drink offering. I mean, I want to leave it all. I want to pour. I don't want to leave nothing. I don't want to hear Jesus say to me, well, you could have. I don't want to go to heaven and say, Lord, I should have. I, I want to leave it all. How many of you want to leave it all on the field? You know, that's what they're going to be saying today. You know, that's what the Patriots are going to say today when they, when they beat the Eagles, right? They're going to say, leave it what? All on the field. I just had to throw that in there. Leave it all on the field. As Christians, we want to leave it all on the field. We want to give it our best shot. Whatever we do for God, we're going to serve, man. We're going to do it. We're going to give it our best. We're going to leave it all on the field. Hey, my best may not have been better than somebody else. Maybe I, I could have did some things differently, but you know what? I'm going to give it my best shot. I'm going to leave it all on the field for Jesus. Jesus says here that if you want to be great, be a servant. He said, if you want to be first, and let him be your slave. That's the son of man did not come to serve. I'm sorry, to be served, but to serve and give his life. So if Jesus, who is the King of kings and Lord of lords, he himself came to serve, what's our problem? What's our problem? I'm looking forward to the days, the coming days, as we learn and grow in this way. Concluding thought, and I'm done. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 and 24. Listen to this. It says, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever, doesn't matter, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Isn't that Evan, Edwin always remind us all the time, right? He constantly walked around saying, I ain't doing it for you. How many times have you heard Edwin say that? Um, Edwin, if I happen to be here and live longer than you, and I hope all of us live till we get gray and old, but I'll make sure that on your tombstone will say, I ain't doing it for you. Because I hear that in my sleep. Edwin been saying it for years. I ain't doing it for you. I ain't doing it for you. He says, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not to men. Knowing that from the Lord, get that, you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. That's amazing because that's my motivation, right? I mean, that's why, that's why sometimes, you know, I, I just, you know, even when I'm serving, I have to constantly be in the spirit and, and tell myself, Lord, because I don't want anything that I'm doing for God. I don't, want to, I don't want it to be tainted with a bad attitude. You know what I'm saying? I don't want what people are doing or not doing affect how I serve the Lord with my attitude, right? Don't let people steal your blessings. Don't give the devil territory like that. Listen, you serve, now watch. In serving God, we serve one another. 
but ultimately we serve with the idea that we are accountable to God. That's what it means. So watch. So all of our service must always be that Jesus is watching. He's always accessing or assessing our hearts, our motives, into why we're doing the thing. So we want to make sure that as we're serving, have a right motive. If your heart is not right, if you have one of those moments where you're mad, you're in the flesh, take a moment, go into a little corner, do whatever you got to do, pray, get your heart right, repent, but then come out and give God your best service. He says, though, he says, though we serve men, we are accountable to God. And, and here's the best part about it, church. God promises that he will reward us. Isn't that great? He says, he says, watch this. Knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of inheritance. I believe not just in this life, but more importantly, the life to come. So watch this. So when we serve God, well, well Pastor, you'll get a phone call and we'll say, hey, we're going to have a thing come up. and we, Hey, we need somebody to help here and help there. That's your opportunity to say, man, I get that. Cool. But that's a blessed time right there because you get an opportunity now to do something you know is very biblical. You get to go out and serve. And God says that, watch this, that he will bless and reward good service. So that's a motivation for me to serve. Number one, I'm, I'm motivated because I know somebody else will be blessed and I love blessing other people. But number two, more importantly, I know that it pleases the heart of God. And God says he's going to reward the heart of a good servant. He's going to reward that. So let's get involved. Let's use, our, our, let's use the opportunities that God is going to give us this year, church. Let's get involved. Let's serve. Um, you know, let's have a good heart about it. Because I really do believe that if we, if we utilize these key principles that the Holy Spirit has shown us today, uh, we will be highly effective in what we do. Because let me tell you something. Love never fails. Say that with me. Love never fails fail. Let's say it again. Love never fails. And to the extent that we can show that to people, when we serve them, God is going to bless us. Amen. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed.